What's up, y'all? This is Tim Ein and Kel, and welcome to the library. Tonight, I have the great pleasure of interviewing rapper-producer Oheni Savant on his latest album, pronounced Oheni Savant. This Philadelphian-born artist has an incredible story. As mentioned, he was born in Philadelphia, but spent his adolescence in West Africa with his uncle, where he did what other typical teens did, i.e. play soccer, but spent the majority of his after-school hours at his uncle's side in front of the piano hours mastering scores of classical and gospel music, the only two genres his uncle allowed in the house. During these years, O'Henny discovered and fell in love with the music that captured his generation back home in America, hip-hop. He began to teach himself hip-hop chords on the piano, unaware of sampling or synthesizing. As a teen, O'Henny just assumed hip-hop productions were done with live instruments. He began writing his own raps. Here's part one of my interview with him. Take a listen to it and check out his album. He was going to shoot him if ever he could get his hands on a Smith and Wesson. Less than 25 minutes passed. Someone told me Mike had just passed. Dude took his life in the flash. Mike died with a knife in his back. And due to this trifling act, Keisha's with Mike's mom smoking crack. Man, I wish I could bring him back just so I could hear him laugh. But I can't. I listened to the new album this morning. I really liked it. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, it's thank definitely, you. It's like a, it's a, it's a relief when there's something totally different out there, and it's like you know, it's really good actually. So it's great to to know that as people that want to hear something different. I mean, sometimes, man, you feel like society is full of of, uh, of drones, man. It's like, man. <laughs> You know, people are just controlled by, you know, the status quo, the the, uh, the machine, basically. So, you know, the only defense I have for being different and for being as adamant about creating the way I create is my my history, my historic research. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, when I look back at artists like Marvin and Stevie and, you know, Bob uh, Marley and Curtis Mayfield, it kind of tells me, gives me an understanding of how it plays out, you know. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it's worth it. Even though in the in the moment it may seem like, you know, you're you're fighting against the odds, it's worth it because those are the artists whose work lasts forever. And so, for some people, they do the music because they want to get paid or they want to get some girls and. Then you got those who do it because they have a love for the art and they are born as artists. They love art. And so for me, I've been obsessed with that more than girls and playing football back when I was a kid. And You know, like I would turn down a party for the studio. So I know that's kind of who I am. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's like, you know, that's something that I've seen. You know, I've, I've looked at other people who participate in music and I've noticed that a lot of people don't love it as much. You know, they're, they're, they would turn the studio down for a party as opposed to what I'm saying, which is, man, you know what, I'll catch you guys later because today the studio is open and we can get in there. Right. <laughs> you know, so. So a lot, of people are doing the, a lot of people are doing the music for the party and you're kind of 
you're doing the music yeah. for the passion, not because you want to get into that party. Yeah, exactly, man. They want to do it for the girls. I mean, you know, music has become like uh, the, the the Corvette or the Lamborghini or whatever it is that you feel is, is that car that, you know, it's become like that accessory as opposed to, for me, I wear it. I mean, it's not just an accessory. It's my outfit. You know what I'm saying? And it's to the point now it's almost inseparable. Like, you know, it, it is attached to my skin. Mm. So it's not... um. It's not an accessory. It's not something, you know, like I wake up, I dream music, and I wake up and make sure I play uh, Doobop Sound by Miles Davis because, you know, it's like I, I'm indoctrinating myself on a daily basis um, with with art and with music. So, yeah, I mean, and I think it's, but the difference will show, you know, yeah. like you can fake that stuff on records, but when it's time to do a live performance, you know, it shows who loves it and who doesn't. Right. You know what I mean? It's very obvious. People have an emotional, you know, that's the one thing that um, focus groups can't address. They can't address why, if I play this chord, it, you feel this. And, and and it doesn't matter if you knew me before I played it. It doesn't matter if I was played on all the stations. And No, it, it's something about these notes and this passion um, that I'm playing with that, you know, these guys just, they don't have an understanding for. The artists understand it, but, you know, the industry, they don't understand that, you know? You just referenced that it seems like a lot of your influences are not are not rap artists. They're actually, you know, jazz musicians or R&B or soul. Um, and it seems like because they, because a lot of their live performance, especially live performances kind of, are they're, they're able to convey a passion behind their music. Um, are there any, uh, I guess, rap artists that you you kind of are influential to you as well, or is it actually, or are, are you just not influenced by any rap artists? Oh no, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm hip hop. You know, uh, I came from hip hop all day, so I'm absolutely influenced by, uh, like, you know, if you could think of the top five rappers of all times plus the one the top producers in hip hop I'm influenced by them you know like I've studied the ones that history has now shown to be the legends of hip hop um so KRS-One you know Rakim Big Daddy Kane Tupac Biggie I've studied all of the ones you would the, 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 she would say some would say they're a cliche list at this point Mm. Um, including cannabis and feral munch and anything that to me was high art and just pushing the boundaries of hip hop, I loved it because I was, you know, I started off uh, around a more complex uh, musical expression, classical, Western classical music. And um, that's because I ended up moving to West Africa. I mean, it's kind of a long story, but I moved to West Africa with my then uncle, I call him my father, uh, because he became my father, he raised me, uh, who was a classical pianist and a minister. And so I'm in this environment where we're listening to Beethoven and Bach and Haydn and, you know, uh, Tchaikovsky and, you know, saying it was just so much musicality around me. And yet I was from the hip-hop generation, from the, 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 the generation that was into 
you know, I was coming up under the classic golden era hip hop stuff. So for me, it was like, man, like, where can this hip hop go? And so whenever I heard a rapper who was doing something that was changing the dynamics of how we heard rap, it drove me crazy. So when I heard Bone Thugs and Harmony and how they were rapping in double time hmm. and slowing the beat down, it was like, oh, these guys are really changing the, the game, you know, and Buster, and you know what I'm saying, what Buster was doing, what he was doing with vocals and, and, and rhythmically how he was approaching uh, rap. It just said to me that um, rap can be high art as well, you know, and so my dream as an artist was always to reach a point where I could create something that would change the dynamics of the music. I could say I realized my dream recently. Now I'm just letting people know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, that I realized it. But as an artist, I'm really satisfied with uh, that development. But, yeah, I'm, in, I'm influenced by all of the the greatness. And I'm, I, I listen to what's out now. I mean, I like uh, what I heard from Chance the Rapper. I, I like um, Kendrick Lamar's album. I mean, you know, I like whatever I hear that has some musicality it has some sacrifice to it i mean you know i'm with it hmm. you know that was oheni savant his latest album pronounced oheni savant this is tim Einenko with the library make sure to check me out on www.rapstation.com peace Ever since I was a kid, the subway has been a friend. We always used to ride, but never thought of where it went. So many places for all the different faces, different occupations, and none in some cases. See, there's a lady with a baby in the car seat, who's headed home to discover what she thought. See, the hood is buzzing about this other woman and the husband, but what she doesn't know is that woman is a cousin. Then she'll discover that a lover doesn't really love her. Then she'll recall all the nights that he went touch her being a single mother's hard not enough pay she got a rough day from the subway the subway Now there's a man in the seat right across from me With a tyrant of a boss that be bossing him Extra hours yet the dollars don't be adding up He's had it up to, let's just say that he's had enough He had a rough couple days, see his mama pass And time had passed for utilities on top of that His pocket's flat so the job he has gotta last He barely made it on his train, someone dropped the pass But what he doesn't know is later he'll be comfortable As he's discovered by the owner of the company Yo, who visited as a shopper wasn't dressed proper. He'll treat him best, got the best ride from the subway. The subway. See, there's a teen in the space right in front of me Heading home to a place she don't want to be She has a father that's abusive Feeling like it's foolish to tell her school is useless Hiding all her bruises Playing music, I can't hear what she's listening to It's difficult, plus this train keeps shifting too I just imagine that it's me with this song I'm writing Even though I just started, she's gonna like it Cause I'ma tell her that her daddy's about to be in jail You see, a teacher this time doesn't believe she fell and she don't have to be scared cause daddy's upstate And granny wants you at her place after the subway 
a guy on the train seeing everything. Just observing, he rides the train every day. His destination's not apparent, he kinda rides. Forming stories in this thing that's behind his eyes. You watch him cry, and sometimes you watch him smile. All depends on events from inside his house. He's jotting down everything, even ugly parts. It's therapeutic, even though now it's becoming harsh. See, what he's come to know is this ride gets hard. And when he gets off, someone else gets on. Someone that reads what he wrote, maybe one day he'll write as well. Finding tales on the subway. Thank you.